It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Goodison Park. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Royal Blue Podcast with two very special guests. I'm your host, Sam Carroll, joined by Everton correspondent Joe Thomas and the unbeaten boxing brothers Peter and Joe McGrail. Peter and Joe, born and raised in Liverpool, are massive Evertonians and making a name for themselves in the ring. Peter, who won his last fight in Dubai in March by knockout, is 3-0 as a professional, while Joe is also unbeaten at 2-0. They'll be fighting at the MS Bank Arena on Friday, April 22nd, in Probellum, Liverpool, headlined Paul Butler, headlined by Paul Butler from Ellesmere Port, who is fighting for the World Bantamweight title. Sam Maxwell, Jazza Dickens, Rocky Fielden and a whole host of other Liverpool fighters are on the card. And you can get your tickets today on the MS Bank Arena website. Lads, good to have you. How's it, how's it going? All right. Yeah, Defo? Yeah, all right. No, not bad. Uh, but before we, we get on to your glittering careers in the ring and everything that's confused, we do have to, unfortunately, talk about the football. Yes, D, are we are we in trouble? Are we doomed? Uh, they always like to stay positive, me. Yeah. I reckon, uh, obviously, Flamcard can keep us up. Then... Uh, let him get some of his own plays in over the summer. Just try and stay positive. Obviously, don't want to don't want to think about going down. But um, I reckon that I reckon that we're going to stay up this season. Yeah. You confident as well? Um, probably the. Um, I'm confident, obviously, but out of um, my whole life of watching Everton, it's probably the worst, worst like position I've ever seen us in. Like, so yeah. I am worried to be honest, but hopefully we'll stay up. Watching the game yesterday, it's. And a little bit what we were speaking about before we started recording, there's definitely a worry about the mentality of, of some of the players. And, you know, seeing Michael Keane with the captain's armband on from the start was always a worry. It's difficult what, watching them. Do you, do you think any of them are really up for the fight? Yeah, just some of the players just seem like they're lacking a bit of motivation, don't they? And they just need to get that drive behind them and just, just don't know, show, show the fans that they wanted and show the fans that, like, they wanted as much as we wanted and that yeah. we need to stay up, basically. That's one of the shames, really, isn't it? That Everton have got such a such a good support behind mm. them and, and there's, there's fellas and girls who are, who are paying the, the hard-earned money and to travel all over the country to watch them. And, you know, some of, some of the performances they've been putting up this season are just embarrassing, aren't they? It is embarrassing, like, yeah. Um, obviously, there's no excuses for, for the recent uh, performances, but... I think we've had a bit of bad luck also missing the likes of uh, Yeri Mina. I don't know how long he how long he's been out for. A few months now, isn't it? It is a few months yeah, now. Yeah. He's missing the core for a few months. Obviously, Calvert Lewin hasn't really got going this season either. So, um, yeah. It's very unlucky. It seems to be a very unlucky team, don't we? What did you think of the performance yesterday? Were you taking any positives from it? Did you think it was a. Uh, Obviously, the last league game was um, was Newcastle. We had that amazing moment with Iwobi scoring the last minute. Then we had that dismal defeat against Palace. I mean, they had the international break. They had an opportunity to reset. Were you taking any positives from yesterday? Um, going att- attacking-wise, I think we look good at times, but defensively, it's just like just so panicky and just 
he just looked shocking defensively and then so positives not many like I think <laughs> that, that, that we haven't got no consistency it's like we, no. we'll we'll win a game 1-0 and get bladdered the next game 4-0 <laughs> it's like it's, it's, I don't know I don't know what's going on to be honest no, no and obviously they had the setback with um, with Van Beek going off yeah. before the game even started I mean you've got all your preparations he's had 10 days 2 weeks to prepare for that mm-hmm. game yesterday one of your key players goes yeah. out the window. You've got somebody else playing out of position there yeah. instead, haven't you? I mean, that must have been really difficult. Interesting. Would you have gone for Godfrey or Holgate in centre midfield? Uh, pro- off? Probably uh, probably Holgate, because mm. I, think, I think Godfrey is better at the back than Holgate, to be honest. So probably throw Holgate in there, yeah. But mm. um, I don't know what was the shot with Gomez. Like that, is he injured him? Uh, well, yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't in the squad yesterday, was he? Not? So, no, no. Like, no. I think he's one of the few players that um, now's the time for that whole squad to step up and be accountable. Yeah. Start demanding to be in that squad, haven't they? Mm-hmm. On that first eleven, if they're not doing that, not providing competition for places, then yeah, you know, then then well, where's the drive? Where's the hunger coming from if they're not feeling any pressure when they're stepping out onto that pitch? Mm-hmm. Were you were you surprised, Peter, to see Anthony Gordon drop to the bench, or do you think that was the right decision? Uh, I'm not too sure what's going on behind the scenes. He might have just need a little rest, mightn't he? But yeah. I think uh, this season, he's probably one of very few positives. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's great to see him see him coming into his own now. And uh, fingers crossed, we stay up. We, um, he'll be pushing on next year for, for the big season for us. But yeah, he, he, he's, he's one of the few positives from this season. Like. And Joe Anthony Gordon to the bench, Alex Awobi kind of moved into the into the number 10. And he actually did have a, a, a decent game, kind of moving the ball forward, seemed to seems kind of he didn't shy away from getting on possession. But you know, after that great moment he had at Goodison the other week, scoring the winner against Newcastle, it was a pretty basic mistake, wasn't it? It's just kind of summed up his Everton career in a way. He just something just holds him back all the all the time. But it, I mean for a professional footballer to kind of miss that touch the way he did it, it didn't look great for him, did it? No, I don't think it, since he's been at Everton, he's really ever got going. I don't know like, why I think he's a good footballer, technically. He's good. He's a good dribbler, but I feel like sometimes his decision-making is awful. And yeah, yeah. obviously that was that was um, what happened the other day. He's so symbolic, isn't he? There's so much of what's gone wrong over the last few years. You know, you've got a big money sign and we know there's so much potential from what he did with Arsenal. What we've seen glimpses of him on the pitch at Everton, but you know, he has that highlight, that 99th minute winner. It must be absolutely buzzed. I was speaking to him last yeah. week, and you could still see that he was over the moon with it and just desperate to provide more moments like that. And then just this cruel twist of fate. Next game, he gets his start, he gets a start in a position where he wants to be. And I didn't think he had a bad game yesterday, but yeah. your takeaway is his touch, that uh-huh. second goal, which can be so cruel sport, can't it? Sometimes. It is just a nightmare, like just literally one or two minutes gone wrong from throughout the full game, and uh, that's that's what's that's what's stuck <laughs> him on it. So he just needs to uh, not just him, obviously the team as well. We've got a uh, big game on Wednesday, haven't we? Mm. Probably one of the biggest, most important games we've had for years, from what from what I can think of. So we just need to uh, not look back and look forward and mm. get them three points on Wednesday. Yeah, I mean. One of the things that you've really noticed over the last few weeks of Everton, the whole season, is that they really struggle to deal with adversity. Mm-hmm. So when we had uh, Palace in the FA Cup, started really well. As soon as Townsend went off, everything just yeah. went to, to pop. I want to feel that's quite interesting from your perspective. Obviously, 
you know, when you're in the ring, there's a lot of to and fro. You're not always in control of what you're doing. Yeah. Obviously, sometimes you get hit. Sometimes you, you know you get caught off guard. As a professional sportsman, when you're in that kind of situation, what what do you do? What, what do you do to regain composure, to regain the upper hand? How do you react to that, and rather than just let it fluster you and then ruin the rest of your performance? Yeah, it's just um... so. Like you mean, like if I was to get say you get it in the ring, that's it. Yeah, you head and go mad. That's it. Because I mean, you, know, you look at say so many situations yesterday um, and in recent weeks, you kind of you find yourself they make one mistake. And it's almost like panic, they make up, another yeah, one, yeah, and that's yeah. how you get punished, isn't it? It's, you know, we lose the ball, then it's a foul, and you get to do box. You can say, unlucky, Cresswell scored a screamer, but if you put yourself in that situation in the first place where you already make a yeah. put Michael Keane, don't you? I mean, two yellows, what's he doing making that second uh-huh. tackle? Um, you know, how, how do you respond to that? Like, if you have uh, a moment where you get a little bit of a shock and you've got a split second to react, obviously it's you know, milliseconds yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in your game, you know, how, do you, how do you get back on top of the situation? It's just like um, composure. Like you, yeah, you've got to have a, you've got to have a calm to be obviously composed and adapt to the level. situation. You know what I mean, mm. and come back with obviously the, the right response. Mm. Mm. Like uh, yeah, I mean, it must be incredibly hard in your game. You don't, I mean, you don't get many second yeah, chances in yours. You haven't got another eighty-five yeah. minutes or something to sort it out. I know, and it's just as well. It's not a, it's not another ten minutes. No, alongside you. So no, well, yeah, you, there's no yeah, more accountable yeah. than yourself when you're in that yeah, ring, is there? Yeah. So. I seen uh, Meatball Molly putting on Twitter the other day that she was offering to go down to Finch Farm and have a few words to the players. <laughs> but I reckon on Wednesday we just say, boys, if you lose, you've got to do a few rounds in the ring with these two. Well, talk us through a little bit then. We'll start with you, Peter. But how did you kind of uh, fill us in on how you started following Everton and you know some of, some of your most memorable games that you've been to? Yeah, just obviously grew up. My dad. My yeah. dad's a blue, so... It's a blue, so... It's just like... <laughs> It was just standard for us to be grew up in a blue house. My mum's a blue as well. Yeah. And, uh, my dad just took us to all, all the games, all, all away games, you know what I mean? Can so, you remember your first game? My very first Everton game. I can't remember my first Everton game. I can remember my first away game. I think it was um, I think it was Leeds away. I can't yeah. remember what year. But it was mad. Like, you know, just getting like, a pre chess court and that. Yeah. I was dead young. I must have been, I can't even remember how old. I must have been like... I don't even know, I was probably young anyway, and I was just thinking, this is mad, this, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I had some, had some good memories over the years with Spawn Everton, yeah. Best atmosphere you've, you've ever had? Best atmosphere? Um, probably an away game, I think it was at Sunderland. I can't even remember when the goal the we won. The quarter-final replay. Yeah, yeah, but, um, yeah. I always remember, because we were dead close to their fans, obviously, where we were sat, right in the corner, and like obviously just like, Sort of arguing, you know what I mean? Just like doing all my <laughs> gestures, whatever, and that with um, but obviously their fans and that, and fucking had a, had a laugh like it. Uh, what you, Joe? What was your first game? Can you can you remember back that far? Um, I've got a bad memory to be honest. So I can't remember the first game. I'm Everton. It was probably I was about uh, about six, seven or eight. I was, and uh, I was a mascot. It was when we um, it was at the Europa League or the Champions League when we played Benfica. Yeah, the Europa League game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was the mascot there, so obviously uh, walked out with. I think I was walking out with. I can't remember who it was. The Benfica player I used to play for like. To, I'm sure he used to play for Barcelona. Can't think of his name. Uh, but yeah, that was me. That was that's my first memory right there. All time favorite Everton player. Um, off the top of me, a big dunk. Big dunk. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, gotta be. Yeah, oh, yeah. probably big dunk, but I used I did used to love Rooney me when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just growing up. It felt like, didn't it, like around our age, I remember thinking when he broke into the team at 16, yeah. I was like seven and it kind of felt like I was the same age as him. Yeah. I was like, I'll be playing for Everton in a few weeks, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the Duncan, the one I remember is the we just after the Man United game, the one nil when Ferguson yeah. scored the dive header. I think that was up there for the for the top atmospheres. Well, we can uh, move on a little bit then, Joe, and, and talk about what's to come on Wednesday. Obviously, we've got Burnley, haven't we? Massive game. I mean, mm-hmm. you've already alluded to it. It's probably probably biggest game of the seventh century for it is, so yeah, far. Maybe even scared, the yeah. Premier League era, obviously, had the scares in 94 mm-hmm. and 98. But, I mean, you know, the financial chasm that exists now between the Championship and, and the Prem, it's just unthinkable, the prospect of Everton going down. So, it really is huge. Looking at Wednesday, obviously there's a four-point gap between us already. Do you see it as a as a must-win, or do you see it as a must-not-lose? Must win myself personally. Yeah. Just every game's like that, really. You know, mm-hmm. but as you said, this this is one of the most important games we've had for for, for as long as I can remember, really. Yeah. But uh, for me, I'd say must win definitely. Yeah. How about yourself, Joe? Um, I don't want to be honest. I'd probably say, I'd probably say I'd be happy with the draw against mm-hmm. them. Would you? Yeah, we're, we're in the battle with them, aren't we? Yes. So a, a draw wouldn't be a bad result. Obviously, no. it depends on who's it, Watford and um, who's the other team. So you've got Norwich down the Norwich bottom. Norwich and Watford, yeah. Dep- obviously, depends on their, their games go as well. But as long as we don't lose to Burnley, I think we'll be all right. Just keep that, keep them away, keep them in arm's yeah, length away yeah, and just yeah, uh, sure do what, to try and do to them what, what Leeds and Brentford yeah. done. Well, they've extended yeah. it, haven't they? Yeah. All of a sudden, like, you know, three weeks ago, you're thinking, well, it's probably six, six teams in this race. All of a sudden now, yeah. it really feels yeah. like it's just four, doesn't yeah. it? So, Well, if you look at the games we've got left, we could really do the one against Burnley. It's probably, mm. if you look at the teams, it's probably one of the easiest games we've got left in the season. Obviously, mm. we've got a, We've got to play Leicester, like United, Liverpool, mm. Chelsea, Leicester. You do get that sense, don't you, that if Everton's pulled clear, they probably need to pull get the points on the board yeah. early doors. Yeah. Which probably why it was a bit of a shame. Yes, obviously West Ham are in great form. You've had a, had a wonderful season, but you know they're, they're not invincible. You're not no. playing a, a Man City, are you? No. You know you felt like they were there to be got at, and, and obviously did a quite a good job at getting at them. Unfortunately, punished for the mistakes that that, that we made. Um, you know then. You look ahead to Man United. I mean, obviously, Sam, you alluded to my first game at Goodison was February 94-5. Big dunk. You know, he scored, yeah. scored, scored the header in the 1-0 win. You know, memorable occasions like that. We need a hero, something yeah. like that, don't we? Yeah. Calvert-Lewin, big header yeah. or something along those lines. Again, I mean, Man United aren't unbeatable. I mean, there's no reason to be scared of them, is there? No, definitely not. No, like, and then it's after that, it starts to get a little bit trickier, doesn't it? Yeah. Like to Chelsea and then... I mean, it's going to be a hell of a lot riding on that derby, isn't there? With, with Liverpool going for the Prem, and, and, and that's obviously, yeah, I mean, it's just terrifying. Terrible. I mean, I think the only solace I think I took from losing to to Palace in the in this in the uh, the quarterfinals, we didn't have the prospect of them playing Liverpool at Wembley at any yeah. point because uh, the way this season's going, it probably would just rubbed it in. What are you like on derby days? Have you got all your mates blues, or are you split between your mates? I mean, do you do anything special for them, or? Is it one of the highlights of your calendar? Yeah, if, if we don't, if we're not going like then we just uh, obviously just watch it in the with the family. But yeah. me, um, ah, Chris, it's my older brother and my dad mm. and my mum. But uh, 
Most of my mates, it's just a mixture, really. Yeah. yeah, just reds and blues. But my dad's, my dad's dad's a red. Right. My granddad and uh, my mum's dad's a blue. Right. So, it's uh, obviously flipper when my, my, my granddad's made up, and then obviously. Right, so you're getting all sorts yeah. of stick, aren't you? Yeah. Like. <laughs> Funny life. Your, fi- your fights are in Derby week as well, aren't they? That's going to be some week four, isn't it? Yeah, the day, the day before. The day after. Before. Yeah, the day after. Well, the day after yeah. Yeah. Could be some hat trick. That two wins and a Derby. Imagine that. Or like obviously. All my dad and his mates and that all went to match for years and that, and uh, obviously they'll all be coming to watch us on the on, on the Friday. So if, if obviously if we can pull it off the bag the day after as well, it'll be a boss weekend for all for all the yeah, events. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. He is, he is going to the game on Wednesday or he is in full training mode? No, nah, we're just training. I'm, I'm not going on Wednesday. Like, no, nah, I, I think, I think we're in Sheffield on Wednesday. He's part mm. so we don't think we're ready to go. Mm-hmm. He's watching it though, though. So when you get to that derby week then, talk us through a little bit of your kind of training schedule and how intense does it get when you're kind of building up to a fight? On like the week of the fight, you mean? Yeah, yeah. The week of the fight's not really much training, really. It's just, you've done all your training throughout the five or six, seven, whatever, eight weeks leading up to it, so... The week of the fight's just more uh, cutting down on the food, cutting down on the carbohydrates, yeah, um, and just making the weight really. We're weighing on the Thursday, and then the fight on the Friday. How old was you when you when you got into boxing, Joe? Um, first went to gym when I was seven. Um, Everton Red Triangle, the gym I'm still in now. Um, for as long as I can remember, it, me, me, like I've been around boxing my whole life, watching obviously my brother. Um, and the amateurs winning national titles year in year out. So, um, I've always been around boxing. Yeah, starts when I was uh, seven, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you Did you play a bit of footy on the side? Did you have a Saturday league or Sunday league uh, team? Yeah, yeah. I played for uh, me. Uh, club was called Rachel Club Walton. We played on a uh, Sunday. Played until I was about uh, eleven or twelve. Then I had to stop. I had problems with my knees, so yeah, I couldn't play no more. Mm-hmm. Who, who's the better footballer? Two years. Um, well, he finished when he was 11. You <laughs> <laughs> can't really say, but nah, I'd always decent like, when, he, when he was going off, definitely. Are you still, do you still play a bit yourself? Nah, I, play? Like, I used to love playing at me. I used to uh, obviously play for some team myself. Uh, played for a few, actually, Townsend Boys. Uh, what was the other name of the other ones? Just a few other ones on a Custy. Mm-hmm. Could play for Custy, should have been on a Saturday as well. But uh, Townsend Boys was the main one. And... Uh, when like started to get a bit serious with the boxing, was yeah. going like away boxing for England and that, so just half missing a few games, and then one once I got to like can't even remember what age it was, but it was sort of like boxing or footy because I was sort of thinking I don't want to get injured because the boxing was getting serious. I was like representing the country and that, so ended up swerving the footy, and even to this day I miss it. I used to play five aside for a bit, yeah, on just on it in Liverpool College, but. I would I would never go and play an eleven aside myself because like I'm I'm only little, do you know what I mean? I'm not like I'm not like a big man. And there's a draw big man I'd be playing into fifty fifties and I'd end up stuffing my leg or something. Yeah, yeah. You finish them home, what, what am I gonna do? Like, <laughs> like I need to be boxing lads. So 
I do miss it, like, obviously, just obviously watching Everton, which is not um, not the greatest of times at the moment. What, um, <laughs> what position was you in the footy? Uh, I was on the wing, me, just the right wing. Nippy, Nippy winger, fast, and Anthony fast, Gordon. Fast, yeah, fast, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what about you, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I played um, a few different positions. I played on the wing sometimes, uh, left mid, and then centre mid sometimes in the middle. Playing there. Uh, Playing Saturday myself wouldn't mind having ah, yeah. you two on, on yeah. the team when it all when it all kicks yeah. off. We go and watch my brother left. My brother plays on a Sunday, he plays for the lobster. So it's a good standard. Yeah, yeah, How old is he? Ah, uh, this is uh, a <laughs> twenty seven, yeah, twenty seven, twenty eight. Maybe twenty eight this year, might mean. Yeah. Twenty eight this year is yeah. So with the cause it kind of feels quite natural to kind of go down to the footy when you're when you're a kid and your dad takes you was it your dad who took you to the boxing first as well? Uh my dad uh, my dad took us to footy. My dad was our manager for a bit, I think, but um, the, with the boxing, it was more one of the one of my mates from school, Aaron, who played for the my footy team, Tans and Boyd. It was like six of us who yeah. all played for that footy team that went to the same school. And one of him, Aaron, uh, he was going to Devon Head Triangle and just said to us all, come down, obviously must have been enjoying it. And then that, that's how I ended up joining. But my dad used to box when he was a kid, like, but he, I wouldn't say I got into it through him. I might be... Might have the ability and be decent for him. Obviously, my dad was good at it, so yeah. But I just went down with my mates for, for, for something to do and just ended up ended up decent at it. And and the route in football, Joe, seen kind of, you know, everyone knows the classic: you get a Saturday league team, you get scouted for a club potentially if you're good enough. How, how does it kind of work in in the boxing world? Is it you know do, do you go down and kind of, someone kind of goes, you know, you're decent and, and they see something in you? Like how do you kind of start thinking, you know, hang on, I'm good at this. This could be my career. Yeah, you just you just uh, whatever gym you're in, you can go to any boxing gym and then um, just you you train however many times a week, however like whatever their schedule is, and obviously you've got coaches who you're in there with, and they'll just like it's sort of up to them. Maybe like they'll decide when you're ready to fight, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, you have like club shows, and like club shows for like you 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 your gym, so yeah. you can have own club shows, and you could say you could say that's more like your. Sunday league sort of thing mm. if you want to put it into a football perspective and yeah. then uh, if you're good enough to go into national tournaments then you, you, your gym will put you in a national tournament and you could say that's a bit like I don't know you'd have a national league, league in, in, in the in the amateur you'd have like the, cha- the national cup thing, yeah, yeah, yeah something like that you know what I mean and then yeah. say you win the national championships then you'd um, you get you box for England then and you'd, obviously you'd have schoolboy junior you'd have it all the way through to senior level and once you win the national championships at your weight, then you'll represent the country then. And uh, like I say, three nations, which is like England, Scotland, champion of England, champion of Wales, champion of Scotland. And uh, and then if you win that, some, some years there could be like Youth Olympics, or uh, if you do it at, say, senior level, then more than likely you're going to get a, a assessment yeah. of, of Team GB. And then that's that's how, that's how you'd like, that's, that's the route through, through the amateur mm-hmm. game, really, to, to get to the top, which you obviously... To join the GB squad and obviously eventually go to the Olympics, or you don't really have to go that route. You could just turn professional. Yeah, anyone, anyone, you could turn professional. Really, anyone can turn professional. It's just obviously how good you are is how far you're gonna go in the game. Really. Did you always? Did you always want to go professional, or was it only after you had the um, yeah, had your success internationally that you thought about it? Yeah, no, always really from from quite a young age. Mm. I've, I've always thought I'm gonna be professional eventually because. You can only really go in the amateurs. The Olympics is the like the the mm. highest you can go, and like I believe in myself that I'm good enough to become a world champion. And obviously, why why would you not 
Why would you not have it? Have a shot at that, you know yeah, what I mean? Obviously, the good things that come with it. Obviously, keep making the family proud. Boss night for the family. Hopefully, make a bit of money. Making the city proud. Yeah, make the city yeah. proud, which I feel like I've done throughout my amateur career anyway. I've always brought medals back from major tournaments. And uh, obviously, you see the likes of Tony Bellew, uh, Callum Smith, all the Smiths, all world champions from Liverpool. Mm-hmm. And then, you, obviously, that's what we're doing now. We're trying to emulate them. We're, we're, we're the next life. The next thing coming yeah, out of the city. Yeah. Like how big, a, how crucial to you is, is Red Triangle being obviously you know, it's a fantastic community club, but yeah. also it's done so much. You know, got such a legacy in British boxing as mm. well. I mean, it must be like a second family to you. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's massively like a second family to us. Yeah. I think how long has the club been around now? I think it's been hundred years last year. My coaches Paul and Anthony have knew Dan near enough my whole life. Like um, Paul. He, uh, my main coach, he's sort of like a, a mentor and, and sort of like a father figure, you know what I mean? Sort of like he has been to so many boxes, yeah, hasn't he, over the yeah, years? He's been yeah, there for massive, ages, hasn't he? Yeah. And how has it been for you, obviously, to be able to follow in your brother's footsteps as well? Like, I mean, to you know, be able to, to, to learn from him and, and things like that. Yeah, you know, do you think it's made it easier for you? Has it made it harder for you because, you know, you've got a reputation to live up to? No, I think... I think um, I don't really look at it that way, is it made it easier or harder? I just yeah. see him like he's always there uh, by my side to help me whenever, do you know what I mean? Yeah. All the way from the amateurs, obviously, now as well. He's always just right there helping me wherever I need, so it's, it's good, do you know what I mean? Absolutely. That's exactly what you want, isn't yeah. it? Fair play. Yeah. I like, mean, are you looking forward to the fight coming up? Yeah, I can't wait. On, a, on his debut, which is my second fight, we mm. boxed on the same night in the Echo. Yeah. It was Boston all for the family for me, mum and my dad and that. Absolutely. Obviously, yeah, like obviously I've been these have been all over to watch me fight yeah. all over the world. I've been to like China, Germany, Bulgaria, Ireland, all over England, Scotland, Wales and that throughout the years to watch me fight. And uh, for to be able to box in Liverpool, obviously where me and my dad they haven't got to travel to <laughs> all the family can come, all the friends. I was gonna say how uh, how different yeah. is it? Because obviously it's, you know, you've you've gone all over the world fighting, haven't you, in, in yeah. you know, far flung corners of the globe. When you get back home and you've got that home crowd, obviously I know you've got your family, you know you've yeah, got your yeah, friends yeah. there, but obviously you know, you have thousands of people yeah. that don't know you but are on your side. Yeah, yeah. What's that feel like? Ah, it's great when uh, on on my debut when I uh, when I walked out onto the stage and I'd seen how many people was there. I was just thinking like this is this is naughty. This like this walking out and that me tune come on, everyone was like singing and I was just like. Thinking, this is this is every this like this is this is this is it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> what what is your what is your walkout change? Did you, you, you uh, go for the Tony Bellew sign? Nah, nah, I didn't really want to rob it off him. <laughs> Maybe one day if if, if I fight in Everton's ground, I'll have to ask him can I have it like. But um, I come out to top loaded dancing in the ring like me. Oh, nice. what a sound! Great so choice. Like, you know, I'm dancing in the ring now. I under the lights. Yeah, it's one of them. What are you, John? I haven't got one. Yet. <laughs> no, I haven't got no. one. That, that of like. Settled on. I've stuck with now that, now that I'll keep my own career, but yeah. I, I do want one, but I just haven't Have you got it. any ideas? Maybe we could put it out to listeners, they could choose. Yeah, yeah, possibly, <laughs> yeah. No, I don't even, I don't have a clue yet, to no. I do need to find one for yeah. you. Yeah. How are you feeling about the fight coming up? I'm looking forward to it, yeah, I'm feeling uh, good, feeling sharp, and looking forward. Aren't That's it. it, and obviously, I mean, what are you doing at the moment in terms of your, it sounds like the week before you're already done, so... Your fights are going to be won and lost around this period now. Yeah, like, I mean, this is, this is where all the work gets done, yeah. Because yeah. obviously, we, we live together with my mum and dad, and that's so we, we go to the gym, the general the general gym sessions. We go to the gym at 11 o'clock Monday to Friday, yeah, or uh, 
work out sparring out some days, but basically we're in the gym 11 every day, Monday to Friday, and then Monday, Wednesday, Friday night, we'll run yeah. either on the treadmill or outside, and then Tuesday, Thursday, we go in the uni and do our weight. So it's like now that obviously he boxed in Bolton the other weekend and I boxed in mm-hmm. Dubai, so we were like training on different schedules. Not like different schedules, but different. We were in different times in, yeah. our, in our fight camp. Whereas this, we're like we're doing everything together. We're yeah. on like, obviously we're on the same night. You know what I mean? So we're just in camp together. We live together, and that's all. It's fucking it's boss. You know Makes I mean? it easier when your mum's yeah. cooking your meals as well. Same, same for both of you. Like it's it's boss. Like it's good times, isn't it? Yeah. And when things are as intense as they are now, how much opportunity do you get to to pay to attention to the football? Like, I mean, is it is it completely in the background or? Are you, going, are, you, are you full on there every night going to bed, not thinking about who your opponent is, but thinking where the next three points going to come from? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's hard not to obviously think about everything, you know what I mean? It's been in our lives since, since the start, obviously, with my dad, you know what I mean? It's been engraved into us. And uh, obviously, it's, it's, it's not nice to see my dad when he's wounded, when, when, <laughs> when, when, when we're like last night, you know yeah. what I mean? When we're, um, when we're obviously not playing up to standard, but. It's uh, obviously we find the balance with, with the boxing mm-hmm. and, the, and the footy and that's so. all. The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you have do you have season tickets to Goodson? Nah, if you can throw a good word in for it, you're on the waiting list. You're on the waiting list. Yeah. This, is, this is your chance. This is it, yeah. Yeah. Get yourself. Someone from the club's got to be listening to this. <laughs> you know. He's that at the end of the month, and I think we can uh, swindle with Farhad. That's the one, isn't it? Do you get to go down often, or? Uh, we get there as much as we can. Yeah. Like, yeah, when when we can get tickets, in, man. Did you just go to Goodson on the night that Bellevue fought it? Yeah, yeah. You did for that. Boss, that wasn't it. Yeah. I was, it was like watching a Rocky film in real yeah, life, wasn't yeah, it? When he, yeah. he hit the canvas, <laughs> didn't he? Yeah. In the face, was yeah, it? Yeah. And then yeah. the noise. Yeah. I was, uh, I was working the Black Horse on County Road at the time, and the noise in there when he won, it was like everyone was I like, I thought like, the tellies were going to come off the walls, and everything. <laughs> you really strong. How good you the way you got got dropped on that? And then oh, it was crazy, wasn't it? It was scripted, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what I mean. Belter. From the uh, from the current Everton squad, then who would make good boxers? Who's yeah, they mean. They must be solid, wasn't they? Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, mean. I think Ben Godfrey. I think. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen that video. Of him. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't want to take a dig off uh, Ben Godfrey. I don't, I don't think, think would so. You? No, no. He's a big tank, isn't he? In in terms of like your values and and the Smith brothers, and that, have you kind of got any advice off them? Do you speak to people like that, or is it you know kind of a Different community. Yeah, well, nah, we like obviously we know them, and I don't know what I mean. Yeah, I've, uh, I think some of Smith brothers still play on Sunday, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always, if I've always had messages off the Smiths, and I don't know what I mean. It's like, yeah, wishing me luck on that, and if I've ever needed any advice, like one time I was, uh, don't even know where I've been. I think it was like somewhere away, obviously with GB, because I've been all over when I was with them, but I was. In Houston train station, I was in the Nando's and I ended up sat next to Callum Smith, and it was good to have a chat with him. No, I've spoken to him before yeah. anyway. It went the first time I've ever spoken yeah, to him. Yeah. Obviously, he he was on GB and like was I went through what I was going through at that time, so you know, just being away all the time. 
going to Sheffield and that. So I had a good chat with him there. Yeah. And uh, and all of the Smiths as well as well as Bellew, they've always they've always wished us luck on that. We'll wish me luck uh, boxing for GB and that. So yeah, it's uh, it's obviously it's, it's when you get messages off people like that, the, the big boxers in the city in the country really, and obviously some of them former world champions as well. What's the uh, so you say you're living at home? What what will the plan be on Wednesday? We just get get the family together, watch get the game on the big screen, or we just go go down the pub or. Yeah, it depends yeah, what time we get back from Sheffield. Uh, yeah, probably just watching it on uh, all yeah. five of us. Yeah. What what's it what's it kind of like? From what you just it, it all just sounds kind of so intense with your kind of training regimes and and watching a bit of the toffees. Well, what, what what's a boxer's downtime like? What what do you like to do when you you can relax? Is the you know golfer or is it a, a Netflix kind of thing or what what you do to to chill out? Yeah, that's what I do mostly. I just. Uh, Lying bed to be honest. We like to go with the other little game of snooker here and there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We just we just go to go to Scotty's. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 it's Belton there, isn't it? Yeah, it's good there. What about yourself with that? Bit of snooker, bit of lying in bed. A little bit of snooker, obviously go and see me bed. Yeah. Or um just go for a little sauna or something. Oh nice, yeah. yeah. I don't really like lying man in bed too much, me. I get a bit um a bit bored. What's the what's the missus like pre pre fights? Does she, does she get a bit nervous yeah. and that, or does well, she been, is she into it? Yeah, been with me bed now for about I think it's like eight years. Really? Yeah. Actually, yeah. So it's, it's a while, isn't it? So she's where where was I when I first got with her? I think I was I went on GB when, yeah. I, when I first got with her. I think it was like Youth Olympic days. I think I just won like a bronze at the Youth Wales, which was a qualifying event for the Youth Olympics, and it was around the time that. That when I started, that was when I sort of got with her. So like for the for the whole relationship, she's just been used to me being away. Like that, you can remember was in China. That was away for like three weeks. That was when I first got with her. Yeah. So she's just been used to me boxing. She's been to Australia for the Commonwealth, come over to Germany, uh, for the World Championships, and it uh, obviously comes all my fights now as as a pro. So I don't know. Uh, I reckon that she might get a bit nervous. Like, but yeah, I think obviously. How much I believe in myself, mm. and I'm like I'm not like a big headed kid, you know what I mean? But obviously yeah. she knows how much I believe in myself, and she believes in me as well. That, that like I'm good, so I don't know how nervous she does get. But how about your mum? Yeah, my mum's just the same. I like my mum obviously gets nervous, you know yeah. what I mean? But she's just the same. She's like some some people's parents, <clears throat> some people's mums might go and watch the sun fight, but uh, like obviously loves do. But our mum, she's always been there. As I said, she's been travelling around the world. She, hasn't really missed many of our fights over the years, so I think it's just standard for for, for them to be for them to be there watching us fight. Yeah. But even the older brother boxed as well at one point. So okay, like for, for the bar, how many years did you say about four, four years? Yeah, about for about four years there was like three of us fighting, you know, like in, in our house. So it's uh, just pretty much standard to them, really. Yeah, yeah, must mean the world to you as well that you've got that support there. So no, when, yeah. when you are boxing, you, know, you can see your mum, you can see your dad, yeah, yeah. your brother, everything like that. Just say so it must be quite an incredible incentive. And obviously, now you've got the home crowd as well, yeah. and you come in the next few weeks. So, I don't know, it's great. You're looking forward to the 22nd now. Like, it's going to be a, a good night. There's all the scouts on it, isn't it? So, yeah. Gonna be uh, passed out with scouts, like in there. Which, uh, other than your own fights, which fight do you reckon might be the best on that card? Uh, to be honest, I, I don't really know who who's fighting. Yeah, I don't really know who's fighting. Well, the main events will be good, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, Paul Butler against Casemiro for the world title. But uh, apart from that, I don't really know who's like mm. who's fighting who. Mm. But I'm looking forward to seeing um, Frankie Stringer and Harry Kinney. Yeah. It's, they're, they're making the debut. Okay. So um, I'm looking forward to watching them. 
Brilliant. You must get it, obviously, for a fight like this. I imagine your WhatsApps are going mad with ticket requests. Yeah. <laughs> How many of the clan did you manage to take over to the Dubai? That's been an amazing experience. Oh, yeah, it was great. Obviously, I was all there with me two coaches. Did you buy like, yourself a little free holiday? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. All yeah. the training. Yeah, we're part of the team, so you get, obviously you get so many older. Yeah. yeah, sorted. But, so, yeah. Did the family get but, to uh, Yeah, my mum, my dad, my brother, uh, my girlfriend, uh, yeah. dad. With it, right? Just two of my cousins, and then there was already loads of people over there who live over there working on that. Yes, yeah. me. So, there was half quite a few scouts in there. No, they said the home class in Dubai. It was quite loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. Uh, it was good. We used there. Man, you felt there was a few scouts in there Wednesday when I was coming out. It was a uh, decent. Would you have um? What? Vegas, would that be one on, on your bucket list to, to yeah, fight Vegas? Yeah, in America. Yeah. Vegas would be, Vegas would be heavy. Yeah. Vegas, like, Dubai was sick, no, just like, fighting, and then obviously, I stayed out for a few days afterwards. So you got a little just, chill just, out just there. Just chill out, and it was sick, just yeah. like, just boxing, winning, and then just chilling out for a bit. Obviously, stayed in that Caesars Palace, so there was a nice gym in there, so obviously I was eating a bit of scran and that, so we happened to get on the set, <laughs> and then we got soon, but it was, uh, to fight in America, like, it was sick, America. America's like Dubai, just completely different to here, isn't it? So yeah. Obviously, there's no place like home, but like that Dubai, it's proper luxury and that's just on another level. And America, America's sick, there's the selection of scran and that, no, like in, in like the, the uh, petrol stations and that. Yeah. It's yeah. bigger than that, big massive power aids and that, just everything's on a different level. So I reckon if I was to fight in America, like I'd be putting a bit of weight on it. Scousers know how to do away fights as well. I was there. I was in Vegas when uh, Callum Smith, I think, was was over there a few years back, and then uh, yeah. it was literally just like I knew more people in Vegas that week than I did in Liverpool. <laughs> there yeah. was just scousers everywhere, boss. But what's that feeling like, Joe? When you know, I always think about kind of um, when kind of the side and Z cars kicks in, and the, and the players are in the tunnel for like a derby or when we play Man United or whatever. But what is that feeling like when you stood there and, and your song kicks off and you kind of know that it's it's game time kind of thing? Is it? Is it kind of like a hairs on the back of the neck moment, or you just so kind of focused on doing your job? I'd say that's probably when, like, when you get like fully switched on for your fighting. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's when like that's when like you're there and you're like it, like it's on now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready to fight, just eager. You say sometimes in football that like nerves can be a good thing if you can channel channel them the way. Is that do you get nervous or do you not? Can you not really afford when it's kind of such a Contact sport like boxing, can you can you not afford any room for nerves? No, I, I do believe like nerves are good. I, I believe if you say you don't you don't get nerves, I think you're lying. Yeah. And I think it's a I think if I didn't have nerves going into a fight, I'd probably be a bit worried. Yeah. It's, like it's the natural. nerves the nerves make you perform better. Yeah. And, and sort of I'd feel like you perform better under a bit of pressure, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah, I think nerves are good. Any nerves for you? Yeah, it's get nervous. I still get nervous. For, for any of my fighters, Eddie, it's more like I um, just want to box well, do you know what I mean? You want to win your fight. But as you said, if you, like, if you channel them nerves to a positive, then I reckon they make you more more like alert, more switched on, like more more like you make the right decisions and that's you know what I mean, which obviously be the same for a footy player. I reckon if footy players are coming onto the pitch nervous, that if they, if they like, make it to, the, to like, a good thing for them, then... It's a positive for them. I know you have recently signed. You were two big signings for Probellum. What's what's that been like? Yeah, signed. Like obviously, 
I've boxed in Dubai and then I'm fighting in Liverpool yeah. the first two fights with them so can't, can't ask for, for much better I mean, you know what I mean and he's, he's now we're both fighting in our own city yeah. on a Prevellum show we were just signed for so literally couldn't ask for much better really just gives you another platform for those fantastic opportunities yeah that's the one and obviously they've just, they've just got a got to deal with your sports as well so mm-hmm. it's good. that's a good uh, platform to be boxing on so absolutely and, and only new I made some belt of signings already you know what I mean so wonder where we're going to be in like two two years or something absolutely hopefully me myself hopefully world champion and I'm not far behind what uh, obviously you got, we talked a lot about pre-fight and during fight when you're in the this intense period at the moment you can't allow yourself any luxuries etc what is it do you look forward to most after the fight providing you've won like yeah. I mean uh, a little salt and pepper chicken or something. is that what it is yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's the one that's what you were saying yeah, from anywhere in particular or just anywhere you take where you want to shout out it's just this one to be honest people get salt and pepper chicken some places and yeah. say they're not into it but I just feel like everywhere I get it from it's major yeah it's yeah. It's yeah, yeah I agree with that like but I'd rather get it from a chippy as opposed to in the in the in the Chinese restaurants, yeah, yeah, no one who comes in the carton, yeah, you can like shake it about and yeah, 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 yeah. I had one after the anyway, really. I had salt and pepper chicken from the hot walk after we got robbed against City the other week. That was yeah, decent, yeah. little little pokes match yeah, one, it's belting in it. Well, um, we do our usual score prediction, but just before we finish, and, and you have kind of just touched on it, I'll ask you both, but, but Joe, kind of five year plan, could, could we have a little world champion, two brothers world champions and fighting the Brandley Moore, what would that be like? Yeah, five, five years, hopefully I'll be in five years, I'll be 24. Yeah, I'd say hopefully I'll be pushing on for world title yeah. by then, like, yeah. Do, do you like to, is that something, when you're lying in bed sometimes, uh, is that what you do, can you sometimes start dreaming about the future and thinking what you want to do and, and, and plotting it all out before yeah, you? It's yeah. a, I've, I've always had, obviously, dreams of, like, I've always, it's all I've ever wanted to do is, is be a boxer. So most nights, obviously, I do I do think about like smashing in that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you what, what's your five year goals? Um, five year goals. I definitely want to be a world champion before two, five years. Two like, weight, two weight yeah, I want to like in my career. I want to be obviously I'm at super bantamweight now. Yeah, win a world title at that, and then eventually I'll move on to featherweight, which is I want to win a world title at that too. So. Uh, whether that happens within five years, I'm not too sure, but definitely be a world champion at the Super Bantamweight within five years. You've definitely got two two new fans here, haven't you, Joe? We'll have to yeah. get our tickets sorted for the 27th. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm sure everyone everyone listening as well will definitely be rooting for you. So before we go, we usually do the score predictions. MV Burnley, Wednesday. Joe, I'll start with you. One MV Burnley. One, one nil, nil with Toffees. Richarlison. One nil with Charleston. Yeah. That's all five on that. Yeah, horrible game. It's just going to be a horrible Wednesday night for all of us. Reckon we'll just have enough quality to see it through. A little bit scared of Vegas with No Keen. No Keen has had the best few weeks, but um, he's good in the air at the very least, isn't he? And then yeah. Vegas is a monster, even though he hasn't done anything for a while. But I reckon it'll be a horrible, scrappy, nervy one of them. 97, 97th minute when the whistle's going. <laughs> and, you know, we'll probably have a few nervy VAR shouts yeah. or something like that. But that's what I'm going for. Peter? Uh, I'm gonna go with one nil, but yeah. I'm just gonna give a. I reckon Anthony Gordon is gonna slap. Anthony Gordon, oh my god, that'll be some moment for him, wouldn't it? What about you, John? Um, we're gonna go for two one. I don't think we're gonna uh, keep a clean sheet. Yeah, to be honest. Um, 
who to score, and I can probably go on with Charles or something like that. But I hate Burnley, me though. Don't we all? Don't we all? I hope they go down. That horrible team. I'll I'll make it. I'll make it hundred percent. I'm gonna go three one. I think we could surprise us, and we could get a uh, get a nice win where we might be like three 0 up and cruising for a bit, and then we'll we'll give away some crazy goal like we do every week. Well, thank you, uh, thank you so much for coming in, lads. It was thank great you. to have you here. And uh, for everyone listening, remember you can get those tickets for the MS Bank Arena Friday, April twenty second to see Peter and Joe. Hopefully, continue their unbeaten run. And lads, predicting a big future and a big future for you. And hopefully, the Toffee staying in the Premier League. And we'll yeah. be seeing you fighting a, a Bramley Morn in the near future. Right. Everyone, thanks for listening. You can uh, find the Royal Blue Podcast at your usual places and leave your comments. Uh, either on our Facebook page, Royal Blue Podcast, or you can find us all on Twitter. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll be back after the Burnley game with more comments on hopefully what is a big win for the Toffees. Thanks again. You've been listening to the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.